0: Hello everyone, Cautiously Optimistic Podcast, Season 7, Episode 13. I'm Joe Marino, and joined by Luke Buckley once again. Luke, how you doing?
1: I'm good, I'm good. Um, still getting over this cold that I, I, I might have mentioned last week, so if I sound a little nasally, I hope it's less so than last week. Uh, but, um, it's just annoying. Very, very annoying. One of the worst little sinus things I've ever had.
0: Yeah, I've had a couple of those spells over the course of the last six months or so. Uh, I'm that just was tired of it. not bit. fun. No. Yeah. Well, hopefully you feel better. Hang in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's Use you know, the it's,
0: The mute button.
1: Uh, I, will, <laughs> I will. I will. I had to buy Mucinix for the first ever time in my life. Um, you know, it's not, uh, it's not keeping me up anymore, but it's just a nuisance having to blow my nose. You know, it's uh, annoying. Hate being sick. Yeah, hang in there. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah. Who who enjoys being sick? First graders who don't want to go to school. That's it. A...
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess.
0: But good... I just want to uh, mention one thing here. Last week's episode was our most listened to episode of the cautiously optimistic podcast this season. So we appreciate all of you for tuning in. And if you're new we hope you enjoy it and we hope that you, we have a, a new loyal listener uh, last week's episode, it was a fun episode to record.
1: Yeah. And if you're a recurring listener, thank you again. Of course uh, you're also key to keeping that number up there. And uh, Hey, I think a lot of people want to, about the Sabres right now. There's not enough to go around. The Bills are done. Uh, The team is playing well. And uh, people can't get enough of that, uh, of uh, uh, other people talking about the team.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so... All right, so what has gone on since last week? I think just a couple games, Minnesota game, which they lost in a shootout. Pretty rough one. Uh, and then not a rough game overall, but a rough way to go. I thought they definitely deserved to come out on top in that game, but didn't get a save in the shootout. But it is what it is, you know. You got a point where they get seven out of eight points on that road that trip. That is right. You can't really ask for much more than that.
1: Yeah, very exciting third period too. It felt like a playoff game at points. The uh, the pace and the atmos, excuse me, the uh, the atmosphere in the crowd as well. Uh, I think it was also. St- Minnesota hockey day or something in the state. So Correct. they were celebrating a, a, a regional or state holiday, I guess. So that added to the atmosphere as well.
0: Yeah. So it would have been cool if they got eight out of eight, but seven out of eight points. That's very huge for this upcoming playoff push that they're on. And then last night they faced one of the better teams in the league, the Carolina hurricanes. And yeah, I personally think a lot of people are overreacting to this mm-hmm. loss. Uh, Carolina is a really, really, really good team, and the Sabers have shown this year that you can call them a good team with a straight face and not be lying to yourself. They, they've they've proven it. They're they're a solid team, but Carolina, like them in Boston, they're just in another stratosphere in this Eastern Conference. They're both fantastic teams, and the sabers really had a tough game yesterday. I was there. I took my nephew to his first ever sabers game. So, that was it was a fun experience but didn't get the result obviously. But yeah, I think a lot of people are really down on them after that game, but what what do you really expect? They're a young team. You can't really expect them to go out there and beat the team that they've struggled with struggled facing over the right. last handful of years,
1: right, um, and it, there's been games like this that the Sabers have had where it was very sloppy. Guys were falling yeah. over. Um, the kids had a really rough night. I think uh, they had another. They had another young guy playing in the NHL game, Quinn and Paterka. Um, mm-hmm. So they've had games like this, like the the like the the Pittsburgh game on TNT early in the year. The first two periods were a lot like what we saw yesterday. It was very sloppy. Even the Hurricanes too, uh, at points, didn't look that that uh, fast because they're they're playing their third game in four nights, I think, and also coming on a back to back where they had to come from behind the night before. Um, of course, the the score five one doesn't quite reflect that but uh they were they they didn't look that much faster or anything than the sabers because the sabers were still uh they were out shooting them at one point uh well, let's see the hurricanes had like i think i think a 21 to 7 advantage in shots at one point and then it got up to 29 to 24 the sabers only five behind in the second period so uh at least on the ice at points it didn't look like there was um that big of a separation, but the game has got away from them. Uh, it was just a, it was an off game against the second best team in the league and who I think have won like 28 games or something since Thanksgiving. Is that, that it, 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 there's some kind of weird stat that came up like that, but I was thinking that doesn't sound right. Cause they had to have had six wins by Thanksgiving or it might've been 21 wins by 21, seven and three or something since Thanksgiving has said so, uh, Hurricanes are on some kind of crazy run right now, and also on a big winning streak, and they play really good defense. So whatever, it's a perfectly acceptable game to lose. And They're I think, not uh, losing
0: that game to like the Blue Jackets. Like if they lost to the Blue Jackets like that, okay, I right. can I can see a negative reaction, but it's the Hurricanes come back after this All Star break, rejuvenated and ready to go because this upcoming month of February is huge. Do you remember those March to the playoffs commercials back in the day? Can we get that? That'd be cool.
1: That is, uh, I get the meaningful games in March, please. Right. Right. And, um, yeah, we need, we got to strive for March to the playoffs hype videos.
0: Absolutely. And as right now, well, if they would have beaten Carolina yesterday, they would have been in a playoff spot. They would have leapfrogged the penguins, but now the penguins have a game in hand on the Sabres and the Sabres Are a point back. And now they are all the Sabres rather are four points back of the Capitals with three games in hand still. So the Sabres have played fifty games. We're well past the halfway mark of the season. And also keep in mind they do have two games in hand on the Islanders and the Panthers. So they still have a little bit of a cushion points wise and games hand. But you just gotta you gotta win the games in hand. We say this all the time. Games in hand are cool, but you got to win the games that you have in hand.
1: That's right, and you need every one of those if you're going to pass the Capitals. So, (laughs) uh, if they can can at least stay in that range. But, uh, listen, I'm sure a lot of people have heard this from somewhere or another. If somebody told you before the season started, they're going to be one point out of the playoffs at the All-Star break. Anybody, anybody. (laughs)
0: They just got to hang in tight here because the final stretch of the year in April, not bad at all. Like you've got a lot of gimmies and a couple of tough ones. You got a back-to-back against the Rangers and devils the last week of the season, but, and the hurricanes are in there too. So three of their last five are difficult, but overall, I think the final stretch of the season, if they're in it, they got runway to make it here.
1: Yeah. And, um, Listen, there's no reason for anyone to think or that any reason that anyone should think that they can't keep uh playing at the level they have uh all season. Um, I know it, it it does seem a little crazy like can this team really win uh uh 20 more uh of their the 32 games, but they've done it so far. They've come this far. Yes, they can. Uh, six-two and two in their last ten. By the way, um, so yes, it can be done. I think it's still sure. just they haven't been there in so long that it doesn't seem plausible right now. It feels like the, uh, we're all expecting, or a lot of people might be expecting a uh inevitable collapse. But it's further into the season now. It's their best record at this point in what since 2010, I think, 13 years. So
0: yeah, probably 2010 because 2011 they were they were out of it and they went on a crazy run at the end of the year. So I don't know when the crazy run started, but they I think at this point they're definitely a little better than they were in 2011, 2010, 2011. I should say
1: right. And you know what? No matter what, this there's there is no way anymore that this season can be seen as a failure. I don't think at this point oh, yeah. in the well, season. I mean,
0: if they if they win like seven games the rest yeah, of the yeah. season and just fall flat on their faces. That, yeah, sure. That's a failure. But at this point, I think if you go back and listen to our preseason episodes mm-hmm. and expectations were, okay, hang in there, hang in there, see the growth. You're going to have ups and downs. So this is basically exactly what we all imagined would happen is happening. Like I think cousins is jumping to another strategy. I think they're ahead of schedule. I guess you could say. So mm-hmm. it's been a good year. It's just finished strong. If they can have a, and like kind of what they had last year, maybe a little better, they're in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. they can do it. I, I still believe in them. This loss yeah. of the Hurricanes doesn't change how I feel about this team.
1: Right. It's it's important not to over inflate uh one loss to a very good hockey team. Right. Not the end of the world. It's mm-hmm. okay. We're gonna be fine.
0: Yeah, this the, the four games after the All Star break, Calgary, and then you got the three California teams. That's huge. You I, yes, hopefully they can win three out of four, and in that loss you got a loser point. Mm-hmm. So, and they got Washington at the end of the month, and then trade deadline. So, I'm hoping that they are above 500 this month, and maybe Kevin Adams says, "Hey, let's." Re- or this team with a trade. I don't see it. I don't think they're going to make a trade. Uh, Adams has only made selling trades this far, and justifiably so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team hasn't been in a position to buy, but if they are in a playoff spot or within two or three points of a playoff spot by the trade deadline, you, i got to imagine they do something. Whether that's... and I know people are going to poo-poo rentals. We've talked about this the last couple of weeks, but... You'll look at the pipeline they have. They look at the picks that they have trading a late round pick for a veteran rental yeah. player. Like, like when they traded for Wayne Simmons a few years ago, if they did something like that this year, it's not going to kill anything. It, mm-hmm. You don't know who's going to get hurt. You don't know who's going to be healthy at the time of the deadline. If like middle stat goes down, do they go and try and acquire a veteran for a fifth round pick? I don't know who cares. Yeah, I don't see any reason well, why not.
1: Yeah. Uh. Well. Hey. We might. We may as well. Uh. While we're on this topic, um, focus on trades. Uh. Because there's one name that's been making the rounds on Twitter that people are interested in, and that is uh Samson Reinhardt. Um, what would you think? about a reunion I know you are a big Reinhardt fan mm. um I personally don't see the appeal in it I whatever whatever is out there about any guy's personalities has nothing to do with it I the reason I don't want it is I don't want anybody from the previous core having anything to do with uh what's being built right now there's there's too much losing that has been done uh i think you you've cultivated a really good um mindset with what these guys have done together and i just don't see the value in bringing back um a player like that uh it depends on the cost but i think it obviously would
0: require a first round pick and you know i i like sam Reinhardt. i i always liked him but he wouldn't be the guy on Florida that I would be zeroing in on. It would be Sam Bennett. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you look at their contracts. Reinhardt has one year left after this year. Bennett has two. So, and Bennett is at a four point four million dollar contract versus Reinhardt six and a half million. So you have him for another year at significantly less money. <laughs> And I don't know if Florida would want to deal with Buffalo, but Bennett is the type of player that you would want to add for a playoff run. He can play center, he can play wing. You remember that rookie year in the playoffs, Like he's been a playoff performer, he's shown it. I don't think he's going to necessarily break the bank for the people who are prospect-hugging and don't want to give up the package it's going to take for Timo Meyer. I think Sam Bennett would be... A significantly cheaper option, and you have him for this year and two more years after that. He would be like the ideal second, third line center to play behind Thompson and Dylan Cousins. So he would be like if you can make a deal like Casey Middlestat and something else for Sam Bennett. I think I'd be pretty happy with that. But that's the type of like the player, the the type of player, I guess you could say that would interest me a more yeah. physical guy kind of at a different dimension to the game for this well, team and he's a good I, player too
1: uh name i've been looking at is james van Reemsdyke uh i think he was injured at some point this year he's only played 31 games but he has 21 points in those 31 games uh veteran can put him on the power play uh he's been to the playoffs before I think he'd fit in well with the the leadership group here. Um, I just think he's kind of a, that that similar type of player uh, as Reinhardt. Um, I think really he'd uh, I think he'd come in seamlessly. And uh, like you said, he's uh, well, he could be a a, a cheaper option to uh, going to be a UFA. Uh, just I don't know what it would cost.
0: Right, and it I think, I don't think they're gonna add a rental. You look at the track record, I just not, Adam is making a trade. I just can't. Everything that he says, I just don't see it. I, that Just because he's saying it doesn't mean he's right. And I think you see a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, he says this, this, and that. They're not going to do it. It doesn't mean he's right. doesn't mean that they should not make a trade. doesn't mean anything. So, hopefully they do something. I think the team deserves it, and especially if they nice run here, they they almost you win out this month. Yeah, they like they lose like one game in the month of February. Then okay, maybe you just roll out. But I yeah. can't imagine that that's going to be the case.
1: Uh, what's <laughs> but, become uh, what's uh, yeah yeah well, what's become apparent with with Adams is like uh, I a lot of people are expecting a trade. It seems like, and I was talking to my friend about this. My, my buddy goes, uh, he goes, I just don't want us to overpay for somebody. And I said to him, I think the concern should be Adams being too conservative and not trading anything at all and just staying put. I think that is more likely than him overpaying for somebody. So I guess we're still, oh, wait, yeah. we still have yet to see what, uh, what he does, I mean, this is a brand new territory for the Sabres to be in mm-hmm. uh at this point. So we don't know how Adams is going to approach uh this situation. There's no precedent for it in his time here. So exactly. Uh there's there's no way of figuring it out. We'll just have to stay put until what is the what is the deadline? What is the day? I
0: think it's March first. So okay. we're about a month so, away.
1: Yeah. So about four or five weeks. I guess well, Close to short, that at month. Least. short yeah. month. So, four probably.
0: Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Like you said, we have no precedent that they're in uncharted waters here for, for the Kevin Adams era. So we'll see what happens, but I wouldn't hold your breath. <laughs> I don't have yeah. anything. And we always hear, Oh, they're going to be a broker. They're going to be a third team broker. They're going to take on money. And if they're not if they're not buying rentals, you gotta be doing that. Bare minimum. You got something. Be mm-hmm. a third team in a Patrick Kane trade and retain half his salary. Do something. Be the because, third wheel. Yeah, they got a lot of picks. They got a lot of picks, but you can get more picks and you know, at the draft, say they make the playoffs or the eighth seed, you get blown out by Boston or Carolina, or you're just on the outside looking in, you're saying, you know, next year we're gonna go for it. We saw We had our evaluation year. We didn't make any trades at the deadline. Okay, now we're going to go get Jacob Chikrin. We're going to go get Timo Meyer. We're going to go get Sam Bennett. We're going to do something. Now, say they get a couple third-round picks for retaining some salary. retain salary three times. So let's say they don't trade for a rental. They don't trade for a big fish like Meyer or Chikrin. They go and... and Taves and James Van Riemsdyk, because those are the big salary guys who probably are going to go at the deadline. They retain salary on there. You get a few draft picks, maybe yeah. a prospect, and then you use those draft picks as currency in the off to make bigger trades. So that bare minimum, you they have to be doing something like that. You you can't go into this deadline without making any trades because. We talked about it last week. Over half the league is in LTIR. Nobody has cap space. Yeah. The Sabres have cap space. You got to use it. You can't let Arizona go and run the show again. You just
1: can't. Right. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Maybe that will be an early glimpse as well of uh, Kevin Adams' deadline prowess, if you will. Yeah. We
0: we always hear, oh, he tried. He tried mm-hmm. this. Like He had a deal with Murray, which... I respect it. That would have been a great deal moving up, what was it, seven, eight spots, and then getting Matt Murray, who he's been really good this year. Imagine if they got him, but it didn't work out, and we always hear he's trying to weaponize the cap, but you can't be weaponizing cap for much longer here. And when we're talking about weaponizing cap, we're talking about the rentals. We're not talking about trading a Sergey Bobrovsky, who's going to affect their cap for five more years. Nobody's talking about that. So do something. You can't. I don't want to see another trade deadline where there's just no activity whatsoever.
1: Hmm. Yeah. 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 So uh, there won't be tons of moves, but there's a possibility of. I think maybe one if they're going to. Uh, and that one will definitely be if they're serious about getting in this year yeah uh
0: Mm -hmm. while we're on the topic of trades i don't think this is an in-season trade maybe an off-season trade but in one of the athletic articles i forgot who it was but i posted the screenshot on twitter uh connecting not not necessarily connecting it was just throwing out there that don granado he coached jordan greenway Yes. The U.S. development team many years ago. And in the article, I forgive me, I don't remember who wrote the article, but connected that Don Granado has a lot of respect for Jordan Greenway as a player and also David Quinn, the head coach of the San Jose Sharks. Who, I'm 99% sure Greenway went to Boston University. He played on the Eichel Boston University team. That's when Quinn was there. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to pull it up here right now. Yeah, the six foot six power winger is respected in the league, especially by Sharks coach and mentor David Quinn and Sabres coach Don Granato. And he's 25 years old, and this is the, the kicker here. Two goals, one empty netter, four assists. So now the stat line doesn't really pop out to you, but you it looks like he's been in some troubled waters with the Minnesota Wild this year. A uh, $3 million cap hit for a couple more years. and He was scratched recently for oversleeping and missing a pregame meeting. So <laughs> I don't know if that's the type of personality trait that the Sabres are going to go for here, but you look at what Don granado has been doing. You know, you, Tyson Jost, exhibit A. <laughs> yeah. You look at what Don, Don Granado is. I don't think that he can't get anything out of Jordan Greenway, you know? I think right. if they were to bring in a Jordan Greenway, I think a lot of people are going to look at that like, oh, I don't know. But big body, lots of skill. I think he'd be a good bottom six addition. If they if they were to do this, I don't think you're giving up anything insane. Like This is a cap dump, if anything. It's going to be change of scenery type trade. Uh, when I first tweeted this out, a couple people were like, oh, what about Rasmus Asplund? And Asplund's a guy who he was in Don Granado's doghouse for basically the entire season and Minnesota they've got the big buyout cap hits of Parise and Suter maybe they want to dump Greenway's contract onto the Sabres for a cost-effective Rasmus Aspelin something like that
1: yeah he's six, foot is... six.
0: wow yeah he's a big boy and i think a lot of people want the Sabres to add one or two guys with some size here like i was talking about earlier with the Bennett idea but this is wouldn't he wouldn't fit this year. I think this would be an off-season move if Gergensen's decides. Okay, I've had enough of it here. I want to. I want a new challenge, or if Oposo retires, like there's no room for him. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like if you're adding a Jordan Greenway, Gergensen's or Oposo or both are walking out the door, moving on to greener pastures. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's an idea. We've seen it before, especially Anders Bjork. Uh, Granado coached him as well. So they're not afraid to bring in the guys that Don Granado has coached before. So it's not the craziest suggestion. Yeah. 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 So I could see it. Um, hey, yeah. All of the trade rumors that I, oh, big one uh, Elliot Friedman throwing out the Sabres name in Thatcher Demco rumors. So we can talk about that really quick. We talked about Demco probably a month or two ago. Or probably two, but closer to two or three months ago at this point. His name has been Uko, mentioned
1: at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah, before Uko Pekka, Luke, and him really emerged as someone who's capable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't think it really makes sense anymore unless you're getting him for peanuts and they're taking Eric Comrie off your hands. But I think a lot of people will say, oh, you don't need him because Devin Levi's not going to sign. And that's just not the case. But. We've seen it. Lucan and goaltenders take a while to develop. Ryan Miller took him until he was twenty six to be a starting goalie. Allmark it took him until he was twenty five. Lukanen is what twenty four, and he's really just starting to emerge. So it, you can't really expect Davin Levi to come in here and be the guy in a couple of years. So depending on the price, like if we're talking like I don't know, Comrie and a draft pick or Comrie and a prospect for. Demko, he's only making $5 million. And if they were to try and upgrade their goaltending and they say, okay, we don't want to go into next season with Eric Comrie and Uko Pekalukin as our goalies, you're not going to get much better than Thatcher Demko. Yeah. yeah, Tristan Jari is going to command much more money than what Thatcher Demko is making on the free agent market. So maybe, maybe it makes
1: sense. If a Thatcher Demko trade is going to happen, I think you have to be involved cuz his numbers are very good throughout his career, just not Besides this year. This year. Yeah. And it's understandable because Vancouver is the biggest mess in the league right now.
0: So He's young it, too.
1: Right, he's only 27. He, he only yeah. play, he's only uh played 15 games this year. Um mm-hmm. I know they've had some they've had some injuries uh but no, if there's if all it takes like you said is hypothetically a prospect in a pick then jump on it yeah
0: Comrie would have to be in it like they're not trading lucan in this anymore looking he he's been good like has he been perfect absolutely not but he's been fine like he's been better than what i think a lot of people thought he would be this year and he's showing that he can be a part of the solution and You can't bank on Devin Levi to be good. I think it would be better for everyone just to assume that Devin Levi is going to take a couple years, two or three years. Like, you can't cut your chickens before they hatch. We've we've learned of this before. We've seen this
1: too much now. We have Spencer Knight and Carter Hart in this league, okay? Seen it too often.
0: Yeah, and... You know, Davin Levi is a result of Florida counting their chickens before they hatched. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because uh, he'd be theirs. If, yeah, uh, yeah. If they just let the Spencer Knight saga play out a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. So, I think I I just talked myself into liking the Thatcher Amco idea just I, there. Yeah.
1: No, I'm I'm looking here. <laughs> listen, listen. If Matt Murray was getting a look from the Sabers, coming off of two years of let me get this right here uh eight or three years sorry of eight nine nine eight nine three and nine oh six save percentages then they will be doing their homework on thatcher demco and that looks mm-hmm. demco looks a hell of a lot better than that does that is right off from matt murray and Demco's done it more this is his first bad year in the league
0: yeah he's what you like you said 27 years old five yeah. million dollars for a few more years and that. It, Say Devin Levi blows the doors off of Rochester for next year and the year after. And then you say, okay, we can roll with Devin Levi as our backup or heck our starting goaltender. We can trade uh Thatcher Domko. It's a very movable contract. If they were to do it for the right price, I'm not saying trade a first round pick for a goaltender. We we have been there, done that. I don't think you're doing that, but the contract is right. And I don't think anybody wants them to go into next season with Comrie and Lucanen. I, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel comfortable with that. So, and and he's deserved. I don't know. I don't know if you should call him the starter for next season, but if they were to bring in a Thatcher Emco type of goaltender, who's to say they can't do a 50, 50 split. Or yeah, 60 40 splits. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: there's nothing wrong with bringing in good players. Lukiden definitely does deserve that. I mean, his numbers are are pretty darn good. He just got above 900 save percentage. It's probably down again, though, uh, after last mm-hmm. night. But um, he's worked his way back. He's he's earned it. You know, they have Remember, the sign. They have... they have the sign in Sorry, the lock that says earn it. Right? Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Yeah, hey, that's a guy who. Yeah, heard it was it. in the
0: Darlene. It was in the Darlene that's right.
1: Open letter. That's right. That's right.
0: Yeah, so I don't think it's the worst idea by any means. No, uh, and the fact that Friedman brought it up, he connected. I don't. I think the way he worded it in the radio hit on the Jeff Merrick show, it made it sound like Buffalo's actually interested. He said Buffalo. I'm pretty sure. He said Buffalo wants him, but they they're not in a rush. Penguins and the Kings are also mentioned, but they're more desperate. So mm-hmm. if if I had to put my money on it, I think that Demco is going to be an L.A. King. Oh yeah, by the deadline because the Canucks can take on Cal Peterson, and mm-hmm. the Kings have the pieces to make a trade, and they're not afraid to make a trade like the Sabers are.
1: So, yeah, that's a good uh, that's a I good one think... right there. I don't think
0: that the Sabres are going to do this, but the the fact that they're doing the homework and Mm -hmm. I I think it would be best if everyone would not just bank on Luken and Levi for sure being the answer here. If you can get a proven guy who's having a down year at a, at a very, very reasonable price. I want to preface that. I don't think like you're not trading any of your core prospects here. You're not trading a first round pick. You're not trading any of the guys off the roster. So, I, yeah, if they can get him for a reasonable price, I think you do it.
1: No, hey, yeah, uh, I'm with you there.
0: Yeah, so I think good that's thoughts it for the the trade rumor thoughts. portion of the yeah. podcast. But yeah, trade deadline's coming up. I these aren't the types of trades that you really uh see in season, more off season type trades. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, to injury news, Tage Thompson. Uh, he yeah, banged up. He missed a practice last week or early this week. I can't remember, but they, uh, he must have gotten doing... dinged up during the game, and he missed the third period.
1: Right. I, I was wondering if... I don't think there's any official word on why he missed practice. I think Tuesday... I think it was Monday or Tuesday it was. Um, But I'm wondering if he was maybe dinged up tried playing through it. And then he was in the corner and kind of got nudged down there, uh, on the thigh area. Um, and maybe they just said, let's pull the plug. We're down three, one. Uh, we have a long break coming up here. Well, not too long, but, uh, there's a break coming up here. Let's just, uh, let's ride the horses we got. Uh, but, um, they showed yeah, a and you're candidate. already
0: losing the game at that point too. like,
1: right. So they we're setting
0: him out for the rest of the game.
1: They were doing something to his butt. It looked like on the bench. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I missed was, that
0: because I was there.
1: Oh, oh, did you see any clips of it though?
0: No, I did not. Oh,
1: how did this not go viral? <laughs> Are you kidding me? They had his, it was a view from behind the bench. Uh, and Cage's Jersey was pulled up so you could see his skin. And the the athletic trainer had his he reached his like hands down his hockey pants and was like doing like a butter the best I could describe it is a butter churning motion. Uh and must have been massaging him, but it looked very funny and suggestive. So uh, I'm surprised <laughs> it's not a bigger um bigger deal on Twitter right now. Yeah,
0: I miss that. Uh yeah. it, and it's gonna keep him out of the all star game. Which is unfortunate. That's tough. You know, Dalene gets him, so there's a silver lining. But Thompson, both of them deserve to be there. To be frank, but that was really. Hopefully, he gets a shot next year.
1: Yeah, you think after this game, I'm going to get on a flight and go to Florida, and instead, he's probably sitting on the couch watching Netflix with an ice pack on his thigh in Buffalo. In it's it's gonna. Nothing cold wind chills this weekend <laughs> yeah so poor guy yeah. uh i hope dalene doesn't tease him about it but that must really suck dalene was gonna go to the bahamas oh star break <laughs> and see just a a cruel twist of fate but also in a way it 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 writes a wrong because uh now technically sabers have two all-stars and one of them is the guy who should have went over somebody else I don't know, but Dalene should have been there.
0: Yeah, I would have been. I I hope they get rid of the stupid three on three format. Go back to five on five or ice right. normal teams. Because if Thompson didn't get hurt, the Atlantic Division wasn't going to
1: have a defenseman <laughs> on the roster. Yeah, yeah still so... the only defenseman. That's just. Bizarre. I mean, yeah. I see. I don't. You don't necessarily have to, I guess, because it's three on three, right? I mean, it's an all-star yeah. game. Don't put that much stock into it. Uh, I think but... it,
0: it would be cool if they would do five on five. Like if you like the divisional format uh-huh. for the all-star game, you don't even have to do three on three. I think it'd be cool if you would have more representation team by team. And the league is at a good point today where you can ice a divisional all-star team five on
1: five. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That'd be pretty cool. I think a better way of of like maybe maybe not a maybe not a better way, but um they they the NHL has a a really big problem with selecting their all-stars. Yes. Cuz there's always somebody getting snubbed or it they changes like to have every one guy year. per team. Yeah, they like to have one guy per team and then some years the league chooses a certain number of players and the fans vote for somebody else and it's so confusing. And it's just just put 5 guys from each team up for voting and you vote for one guy from each team. Okay. I like be cool. it's just enough of this you know fooling around and then the final 3 spots are determined you after everyone's been selected you pull all them together And everyone votes on every eligible player that wasn't already selected.
0: Are you going to watch the game this year?
1: No, I'll I'll probably watch a little bit of the skills challenge, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's like the pro bowl. It doesn't matter anymore. The only thing that matters is like the AP, uh, like the media all-stars. That's all that I care about. And I might watch
0: it. I might watch it. I'm not sure though. I'll probably like, like you said, I'll probably watch some of the skills challenge. I like the See hardest shot. These new events,
1: yeah, hardest shots always fun. Uh, and I, I don't know that 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 one goalie thing they do, like the shootout challenge, but for goalies where they just have to stop the puck, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and but uh, I think Roberto Luongo is going to be the goalie for the breakaway challenge, or for the you know the fun time, happy you know the cool the cool yeah. the actual cool shootout. Kane so, Van gate is going to be there too. Really? Yes. I'm a big Kane Van Gate fan.
0: Yeah, I remember in high school you were showing me his videos, so I will not want to bring that up. Is he going to be, like, participating, or is he just going to be a fan? I think so. I think he's going to be in the celebrity, uh, like, creator portion. Like, Pop- oh, Pavel Barber is going to be in it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad. Should be, uh, should be fun.
1: I'm glad is still doing his thing. I saw a funny video of his on Instagram today. I'm glad he's... Yeah. He's still operating with his regular uh, vigor, if you will. <laughs> uh,
0: did you see the Bo Horvat stuff? He's going to still be playing for the Pacific Division All stars Really? Yeah, but for the skills competition, he's going to wear the fisherman jersey. Okay. That cool. Similar to the John Scott situation, but not as much drama.
1: Right, because
0: uh, they just had to decide what team he's going to be on. But then, I guess it would be it's easier to just put him on the Pacific team. But yeah, yeah. what did you think of the horbat trade? We can talk about that really quick before we answer the questions.
1: I I think it's a lot to give up for a team who's not Stanley good. Cup. They <laughs> yeah, I mean, their Stanley Cup and well, I mean, not Stanley, not just Stanley Cup, but their playoff chances are fleeting, and you give up. A really good young player in Bavillier, um, a pick and uh, solid prospect. And a Roxy solid Roxy prospect, well. right? So that is a it's a whole lot to give up. And I guess are they going to resign him? I
0: I think they're going to try, but if I'm Horvat, I'm not signing there. I
1: think I'd you rather
0: you're this close. Why not go test free agency?
1: Lou Lamorello has been eaten alive by a lot of people for not doing enough in the off season. And I think he tried to maybe course correct a bit here, Um, which, you know, you'd expect him to be more disciplined um, just because of how, how long he's been around, but they're trying to correct uh, mistakes that probably could have been prevented. Uh, Delaying the inevitable. Yeah.
0: This is, this is a a geriatric general manager who uh, knows, Knows that he'll probably not be the general manager of the Islanders when Aturatu and this first-round pick see the NHL. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh, this that's, is, that's true. Yeah, this is like when, like, you're playing NHL and you're playing franchise mode, and you're like, oh, I'm not gonna, I can trade these picks away. I'm not playing. I don't plan on playing yes. for this much longer. I'm done after trade this the season. picks away. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that that's what that reminds me of. Yeah, that's right.
1: uh that's a good point. Yeah, if you, he's, have, he's if you have
0: anything else that you would like to touch on before we get into the questions, Uh
1: what more all thing, means, go ahead. This is pure speculation, but I respect this person's opinion when it comes to this matter. We love our uniforms on this show. Uh aesthetics just retweeted a uh, a tweet from CCM. Okay. And they they tweeted a two side by sides of the all star jerseys mm-hmm. for this year. One was McDavid. The players are irrelevant, but they said, uh, "Which one would you rather have?" And they retweeted somebody's quote tweet. You follow me here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> they they and it said something along the lines of, "Don't pay attention to the message, but rather pay attention to the messenger." Could this be a hint? Of the next uniform manufacturer, Ooh. which okay. I have thought a way too early, completely speculative thought. If CCM is what you're doing, I think that that makes your league look minor league.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Yeah. I, cause they're not, they're not known to anywhere out to anything outside of hockey.
0: Yeah. That's true. If I never want, thought about that.
1: If you want a a good look for your league, if you want to be seen as as major and big time, you gotta be with Nike or or hell Adidas. Hello, um, mm-hmm. or you know you gotta you gotta have the jump man or the swish on there. Uh, Reebok ain't coming back. That's not a thing no. happening anymore. You gotta be with Nike, really. Nike is uh, the key player right now uh, in that in that space. Uh, maybe Under Armour or something uh could be an option Uh, um but i don't know i don't i guess ccm would be good for ccm is our own thing it's a hockey thing yeah but if you want to appeal to casual people we're hearing so much about ratings are down this year and whatnot i think having the swoosh on the front of your jersey uh would do something for the league the perception
0: ccm makes good jerseys too though and
1: I've heard the, that it's nothing against CCM. It's just yeah, growing. So you know, if
0: as a Jersey fanatic, I guess you could say yeah. Uh, if CCM was the next supplier for the NHL jerseys, I'd be happy with it because they kind of the the template for the jerseys are similar. Like they have the the one it's piece like the design on the collar. It's similar. Yeah, I thought it's similar to the Adidas. So they have like the, the oh, really? carbon fiber looking, uh, neckline mm-hmm. as well. So I think it's pretty cool. So I I never thought about that, but I I think I hope they can figure something out with Adidas to keep it going because I really like the the all the new cool jerseys that Adidas brings out, like the re- Reverse Retro line. Right, we're getting lots of throwback jerseys. So it'd be cool if they stuck it out but i'm afraid of nike because of the the international jerseys how they get a little funky with those yeah
1: yeah nike does scare me a bit too from the uniform fan perspective but uh um no again this is just complete speculation anyway it's just from a random guy's tweet (laughs) that aesthetics who again are very reliable when they do get their own news and report it um Mm -hmm. that's why i just wanted to touch on that if they're addressing it then maybe it's something we should think about.
0: All right. Uh should we do questions first or guy of the week first? It's a guy of the week. Okay. I think I it's read, your I turn. Believe it's, believe it's my turn. Yeah. I'm gonna do an unconventional okay guy of the week. It's a player from I don't think he never played in the NHL. Oh he never played in the NHL. He, I don't even think he ever played in the AHL. Really? But this man, if you are a longtime player of the EA Sports NHL series, mm-hmm. you're going to remember this name from NHL 12. Okay. Now, Luke, I'm going to let you guess who this um, is. This is a player that you would have drafted in NHL is it, 12.
1: Is it that Sean Day guy?
0: No, it is not. Okay. He, he's undrafted. undrafted.
1: Uh, oh, wow. Ooh, I don't know.
0: His name is Trent Lofthouse.
1: Whoa, Trent Lofthouse. <laughs>
0: he, I got to look him up. He played for the Everett Silver Tips in the, the 11 and 12, 12, 13 season. He was not a good player, but my God, was he a great player. He actually touched a
1: intense Lofthouse.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I don't have much to say on Trent Lofthouse, but my God, I remember that guy was just an unbelievable must draft in NHL 12. It was okay. a cornerstone of the Buffalo Sabers rebuild. That I did. well,
1: I, I I might have a reason why. Uh, he's from British Columbia, where the EA Sports hockey games made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good Vancouver. point. Vancouver, they're all Canucks fans. So, did he play for the Giants? No, he played for the Victoria Royals, but uh, yeah, for a little while. Yeah, and Vancouver Gi- tips. was a Vancouver Giant at one point, but no, that was back when I was in the draft picks don't matter. I don't care about this camp. Yeah. And would trade them all to get Saku Kuevu and guys who were stars five years earlier.
0: Yeah. So that's the guy of the week. Uh Luke That's is good on one. it next week, but I wanted to bring in a different dimension Whoa. to the guy of the week. But we're, we're, I asked we're... for questions this week, and we got a lot. So yeah, yeah finish your thought. And then we'll no, get to
1: we're we're tearing down barriers when it comes to this in recent weeks. Uh I did the first current player last week, and you did the first guy to never play in the NHL, never be drafted so, in the
0: NHL, yeah. never played pro. This guy,
1: yeah, played. Yeah, he took a year off, <laughs> then one game at the University of Calgary, and said, "I'm out." So. There it is.
0: All right. Before we dive into this, make sure you are following our Twitter account at co-tcb-pod. Uh, first question comes from Steven from the Frozen Four podcast, friend of the podcast. What would you rather see the Sabres do as a fun annual event, an alumni game or a joint charity game with the Bills? And he cites uh, like a charity baseball or basketball game. I'll let you go first.
1: I would uh rather go with I want the annual alumni game. By the way, Steven, I believe he's also known as Stav. Uh I work with his co-host Josh Schmidt. Great guy. Uh so yes, indeed a a, a personal friend of the show in a way, but I'd go with the the alumni game. I would uh, as well. Yeah. He we got
0: robbed in that Rangers winter classic. Usually up until yeah. that point, there was an alumni game for the winter classic and they stopped that year. I remember. I remember making a dream lineup. Oh yeah, hoping that Briere and Drury would put on the blue yeah. and gold
1: again. But I think uh, Drury would have played. They both for got Rangers. jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Back in 06-07, I went to the Sabres alumni versus Buffalo Police and Fire Department game. I think it was. Mm. So that was the, oh, the first like Sabres affiliated. Game I went to, other than an Amherst game during the lockout at the arena, but uh, that was a really fun time. Got the poster with all the alumni on it. That was fun. Yeah,
0: I'm all for an alumni game. Although I think a charity baseball game would be kind of cool too.
1: Yeah, like Sabres yeah.
0: versus Bills would be kind. Because then the
1: Bisons are automatically involved too. Right. And it's a wonderful, one Buffalo. Yeah, it's a wonderful uh, hodgepodge of down of Buffalo sports.
0: All right, thanks for that, Steve. Next question from William. I don't think this is a playoff team. Not saying I think they won't make the playoffs, but I don't think they're physically and mentally built for the playoffs. Agree or disagree? I think mentally they are very ready for the playoffs, and I think they're extremely well coached. The message from the coaching staff is always stay in the moment and take care of your own business, and the success will follow. So I think mentally they're they're ready. Physically, I don't know. Maybe they want to get a stereotypical guy who's built for the playoffs. Like like a Marcus Felino type. I'm not saying go trade for right. Marcus Felino, but a player of that ilk that we've been mentioning on the podcast today. Right. It,
1: it, oh, very good question, first of all. Um because uh yeah, I, I, I think mentally they're very confident, but at the same time, It sounds like I'm I'm pooping on Jack Quinn and Paterka, but I'm not. I'm just pointing out the obvious. Like they're super raw. They're kids. They're rookies. They're they're kids. They're very raw NHL players, but this is the best place for them still. But you can't go into the playoffs with with essentially ten guys, ten forwards, right? Who like you know are going to like produce every night. You can't you can't babysit them. In, into the playoffs. So I guess, yeah, from that, from that perspective, physically they are lacking um, a little bit.
0: Yeah. They're developing on Quinn right. and Paterka. They're, they're still developing. They're very young still. And it goes back to the Timo Meyer discussion from last week. People are just banking on, Oh, Quinn and Paterka. They're on the second line right now. They're going to be on the second line forever. They're going to be making $8 million in a couple of years. You can't make a trade. No, no, you don't know what's going to happen. Hey, like we we've been through this. You don't know who's gonna get paid. You don't know how they're gonna continue to progress. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're doing all right now. They're having their ups and downs, and their ups are very nice, but they're yeah. still rookies. You don't know what's gonna happen. So
1: I just want to point out I'm happy William pointed out as well uh, that he he's not saying that he doesn't think they that he thinks they won't make the playoffs because that's true. They could get in the playoffs. I mean, they're this far already, as I've said already yeah, today. They're there. But can i i not sure if they can win in the playoffs maybe they win a game or two I, they're not going to go to the second or third round or anything they'll probably mm-hmm. get a 6 to probably get a series of six games i think um but they're not ready to win yet in You're the, facing
0: the bruins or the hurricanes mm-hmm. i don't like their chances but if <laughs> right. they can win a game or two that's <laughs> that's a win yeah if you can break yeah. the drought that's a win i don't care if they get yeah. swept exactly like, by all means, make the playoffs if you can. Yes. Thanks for that, William. Great question. Next question from Curtis at Curtis NHL Draft. Gave him a follow. Uh last night was a good indicator of the gap between the current roster and the elite of the league. While the Sabres have made incredible progress this year, they are more than Timo Meyer away from being elite. How many more pieces outside of Meyer are they away? Great question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I'd like another top six forward and a defenseman and another capable goalie.
1: Yes, because I've always been thinking about a lot lately about like... We thought, we you know, it took Cousins a couple of years to turn into this. It might take mm-hmm. the young kids on the team a couple of years to turn into that. So until you're a contender, maybe two or three years. But like, you can... Yeah, that sounds about right. But a year or two before you can push your way into the playoffs and, you know, kind of throw your weight around and be competitive, mm-hmm. be competitive.
0: Before they're a contender, I don't think you can just roll this development mantra out there for two more years and just, Oh, they're a contender. Now. I think you got to make it sure you got to do something, whether it's a right. A Meyer, a Chikrin, a Kanekni, so like a different guy becomes available. You got to do something. You can't, I don't, I think it's just a ridiculous notion that they can just, Oh, develop everyone. Everyone's going uh, to we'll sing kumbaya and go in a circle and hold hands, and everyone's going to be fine. It's not going to happen that way. I think you got to do some type of big swing. You have the pieces to do it. You can't have everyone on this roster who's in the system now. They're not all going to fit. It's, it's right. impossible. And the way they're drafting, you know, they had the, Vegas is missing Mark Stone for most likely the rest of the season. They might have three picks in the they might have four picks in the top 50 of the draft this year and a great draft. So say they make a deal on the draft floor with, I don't know, a first round pick next year, one of their prospects. Okay. You got four picks in the top 50 go replace them. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. uh,
1: The wonderful thing is they, they have the, the resources to get that next piece. Mm-hmm. Whether it be money, you know, physical capital, or uh, hypothetical, uh, Absolutely. capital, in the ter- in the form of draft capital. Mm-hmm. And we
0: mentioned okay. competent- the economy I of mentioned- hockey. I mentioned competent goaltender. I, like, yeah, I, nothing against Eric Comrie, but I, I, I don't think he has it. <laughs> I just, I don't see it. Um, Does not have the juice? Yeah, I would prefer. And I I don't want to say I don't trust Lukanin, but again, he's young. Yeah. He, he's he's yeah. proving that he is a capable goaltender, but I would like two capable goaltenders. I think what? in today's NHL you need to have two capable goaltenders that you can rely on.
1: Yeah. We're 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 saying all this stuff and it just makes me realize how how much more impressive it is that they're even doing this in the first place with all of this that is against them.
0: Mm-hmm
1: all these factors that they, they need to improve the fact that they're one point out is incredibly impressive. And yes. another reason why we don't have to blow the hurricanes loss out of proportion. Mm-hmm. And
0: the defenseman piece of this is very big. And I think a lot of people overstate the fact that, Oh, you need a top four guy to play the power? Everyone the power has played with this year. I mean, he looks fine. He looks power. We didn't talk about power. He, he looks fantastic. I feel mm-hmm. like he's really taken another step this month. Yeah. Definitely uh, goals in three straight games. He's looked phenomenal. He looks like a, a franchise defenseman. He's yeah. You, you would think, think he's twenty seven years old the way this guy plays, but you put Kale Clague next to him, Henry Okuhari. You like he's fine. You don't need to go out and get some stud to play with Owen Power. Mm. I think you you put Okuhari works fine with him. I, I really don't have an issue with Yoki Haru the last month or so, he, he looks fine. Uh, I think the big issue is fixing that third pair and I think I'm very outspoken about this I, I think Ryan Johnson is going to sign and he's going to be your Jacob Bryson replacement whether that's at the end of the season or next year oh. I don't know but mm-hmm. I think Bryson uh, Johnson is a upgrade over Bryson and then you just have to upgrade Labushkin and your team is better I think adding good players makes the team better and a lot of people get lost in the mojo of oh you're gonna ruin the vibes you can't can't trade that guy you're gonna upset that guy it's not that's not how it works (laughs) uh your team's culture isn't that good to begin with if you're afraid that your team is that mentally fragile where if you trade rasmus dalene's buddy the the team's culture is gonna shatter Mm -hmm. no times are different look at how many moves the bruins made this year how many veterans they've waived Anton Stralman waved, Nick Foligno waved, Craig Smith waved, Mike Riley waved. Or they, uh, Bruins culture yeah. is doing pretty well, if you ask me. So yeah, I wouldn't get too lost in that. You you can make moves. I get Jacob Bryson is tight with the team and they all hang out together, but it's it's the business. They they all yeah. signed up for this when they became professional hockey players. They know at any given moment any guy could be traded. So that's right. <sighs> off my soapbox for a second. Thanks no, for that stuff. question. Great great question Curtis. Uh next question from Flexon Mobile. If Adams likely stands pat <laughs> at the deadline, what moves could be on his radar in the off season? Do these moves change if they make the playoffs or miss? Um well, you didn't ask about the deadline, but at bare minimum, I would like to see them do one of those cap dump Or double retention deals Mm -hmm. where you're just getting draft pick and you're not adding anything to the roster. Yeah, but I think this summer, depending on how they finish, if they finish hot, if they make the playoffs, heck, if they surprise and win a round, Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here. But if any of that happens, why not make a trade? Why not go get a guy to play on your second line? Yeah, why not? Uh, I think next year, again, depending on how they finish, it could be playoffs or bust territory. So mm-hmm. you, you don't want to go into next season just with the same squad. Yeah, and I, I know Middlestat and Olipson had a nice stretch here, especially over that West Coast road trip. I still think you can upgrade those guys.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're not good players right now or they're yeah. not contributing. It's just you can upgrade. You can always upgrade. Yes, yeah. That's they have room to upgrade still. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: think that they should be afraid to make a move. And although I do, I would be surprised that, like if they did anything, I would. Yeah. Right now, um, February second, two thousand twenty-three. I will bet that the the team next year will be about ninety percent the same. Ninety. I would even go ninety-five. Mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if they made any drastic moves.
1: Well, listen, I mean, there's a lot of the right pieces that are here right now.
0: Yes, and if you pull up the 2018 Sabres roster, mm-hmm. you can't say the same thing. when If we're talking about that team, then yeah. it's okay. We have like the amount of guys that the Sabres have now that you can say, okay, they can move on from that guy. They had that many guys then of, okay, you can keep that guy. If yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah, it <laughs> so, does. Yeah, they're they're obviously trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, great question, Flex on mobile. Uh, Love the name. Next question from Yuri: How far away are the savers from contending, and what are they missing to get there? I me mean, kind of answer this with Curtis's question. Yeah. I I think we were both in agreement to two years, depending on how they yeah two this years, year.
1: two to three years for contention, but you can definitely be a playoff team uh, within that yeah. time frame. You yeah. can end the drought within that time frame. Mm-hmm. which question? is a feat which is a feat of itself
0: yes uh next question from keith nikolai ehlers seems to have fallen out of favor in winnipeg usage is often demoted to the fourth line if could he be a trade piece coming to buffalo i would i, I would like that. i take it
1: yeah i'd go <laughs> yeah. for it
0: let me pull up his
1: you know it's it's right it's here. a shame because i'm pretty the guys... six Repeat that. What was I'm going to pull
0: up his cap friendly here. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, talk about years.
1: No, I'm going to
0: pull up his uh, cap friendly here. quick.
1: Got, gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, sorry. Uh, no, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's kind of, it's sad. Cause you always hear about how, um, the play, the current core in Winnipeg is, they always say they're so rejuvenated under Rick bonus, uh, mm-hmm. being the head coach there. It's just, it's having a soft spot, a soft spot for the jets. Like I do, um, it hurts seeing anybody, maybe move down the lineup and not get the same satisfaction out of that, especially a guy that has been a part of that core uh, for so long.
0: Euler's a twenty six six million dollar cap hit. So, like talking about Sam Reinhardt earlier in the podcast, it's very similar contract, similar age, same draft,
1: uh, but for the right price. I mean, highest scoring Dane in the history of the league too.
0: Yeah, so he has a modified no-trade clause, so that could affect things for yeah. certain. But he was an almost saber once upon a time back when there were the wrist align and trade rumors. He's only played sixteen games this year. He's he hurt. He has eighteen points in sixteen games. So,
1: so good numbers consi- as played
0: consistent twenty goal scorer. He's-
1: yeah. So- I feel like that has 20
0: goals every year since 2016.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it has to be in line with his old totals, but Hey, uh, yeah, I take him. <laughs> I would too. I would too. Uh, when was the last time we had a Dane on the team? Nah, probably never. I would, I would guess never. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Cause they're already hard to come by in the NHL anyway. So
0: I hmm. mean that great Dane. Great suggestion. I like it. Um, okay. My Twitter app froze for a second. So let me just move on to the next question here. Great question, Keith. Uh, next question from Cousin Machine Go Burr. Hope I pronounced that right. Uh, you think we'll be looking to come out of the all-star break hot? Oh, sorry. Let me let me try and rephrase that. you think we will look better coming out of the All-Star break, or will the break not really matter? Uh, they could use the the rest. It's coming at the perfect time, because they yeah. played a lot of games over the last couple of weeks, and they hopefully will come out. Not where they left off, because the Hurricanes game was kind of rough, but that West Coast road trip, they can replicate that, hopefully.
1: They are going to have... Nine days to sit and stew about that game. Oh yeah, (laughs) and then you can hey you can come back and right find your game again, as they say.
0: Good question. Uh, next question from a fellow Joe. (laughs) What would you value more if you were the Sabers if they were only trade for one a forward whether they go for a. Elite swing like Timo Meyer, just a depth player, better than Casey middlestat or a defenseman. Kind of the same thing, whether it's Chickering or a small fix, just better than Yoki Haru or Bryson, like a Radko Gudas type. I I'm gonna go with a forward. Oh well, good. So it's good for differing here. Yeah. yeah
1: I, I, I would go. The... I
0: prefer the big swing.
1: Big swing. Yeah. That 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 third pairing is. A glaring weakness. If you are to get into the playoffs, uh, those guys will get eaten alive. Yeah. They already do every night.
0: Odds are, if if Johnson is to sign before the season ends, he will be playing. Yeah. So it, we'll see how much of an upgrade he would be over a Kale Klig or a Jacob Bryson out of the gate. But uh, wh- who knows? Maybe, maybe they decide to bump labushkin to seventh defenseman you have johnson and a trade acquisition on the third pair so we'll see what happens there but i think that's the most likely addition a mm-hmm. uh, defenseman mm-hmm. uh delicious for norris uh t- asking about the trade deadline targets we we kind of talked about that thus far uh, lots of suggestions this week uh but thanks for the question nonetheless and the last question in this week from Wolf. Who do you think the Sabres need more? Chikrin or Timo Meyer? Chikrin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Probably Chickren. You have a lot of forward depth in the system. Uh, obviously, don't want to be a hypocrite here because we said don't put your eggs all in a basket or don't. What, what term you use about the Panthers and their goalies? Chickens hatch. Something. <laughs> yeah, uh, you your know,
0: chickens before they hatch.
1: Right, right, right. So you don't necessarily want to do that, but at the same time, uh a little bit of faith in what you have. Um, and hey, I mean, defense at least get a sure thing there mm-hmm. to help that out.
0: I'm flip flopping back to timo Meyer.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I think you put him up on the second line, and you have two legitimate first lines.
1: Yeah. Hey, either way, <laughs> put Turka
0: down to the third line. Your your team is just better.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's a a a
0: legitimate elite power forward on your team. And I think team defense gets better with the addition of Meyer. I would, he'd be the guy and you can sign him a longer term because Chickering, he's he's only got two more years left after this year. And there's no guarantee you can get him signed to a long-term deal. So
1: yeah, good point. Meyer
0: would be my guy. Mm. I'm flip-flopping. All right. right. That's all the questions for this week. Uh, Do you have anything else you want to say before we sign off?
1: No, uh, thank you, everybody, for sending those in. Good questions. Yeah, Probably the most it. questions we've got in a while. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, as always, we appreciate you all for listening. If you're new, we hope you enjoyed. And if you've been here for years with us, we hope you enjoyed as well, obviously. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud, among other miscellaneous platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, and we're on Twitter at Joe Marino TCB L V K E TCB, and we will we will hopefully be back next week. Maybe we'll take our own All Star break, but you'll you'll find us again. Oh, that would make sense. Year, so yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe we could do a draft.
0: Yeah, uh, hope... that's. Uh, something. I don't know. Yeah. If you're still listening to this point, suggest a draft and maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll get a couple guests on. Yeah. And that's it for this week's Cautiously Optimistic podcast brought to you by the Charging
1: Buffalo. And as always, we appreciate it and we'll see you in the next one.